Hey, welcome to another episode of Table Talk. This is your host, Cameron. And tonight I have, of course, Christian and Dylan. And we wanted to talk about something a little bit different this evening. We want to talk about playing away from the table. Anybody that's played any sort of a tabletop RPG knows that all the magic generally happens while you're sitting at the table. But how do you keep that going when you're not? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Just like before, we're going to make this more of an open forum type of thing. Uh, so let's see what your guys' thoughts are and how you can better keep the excitement, keep the energy level up, keep the interest going, even when you're not at the table with your buds. So something that I know, you know, we talk a lot beforehand about stuff that we're going to talk about, but something that we really didn't even touch on and that just kind of popped into my head was we have, you know, a Facebook group and like text messages where we'll share like funny D&D stuff back and forth. And even though it like might not be something that is technically like related to our game, we're still sharing like funny memes or like D&D or, you know, role play game related content. And that keeps people engaged and like, oh, remember the time that such and such happened or, hey, like, here's a meme I found and it's just like what happened to us. And that keeps people like still talking and engaged in between, you know, if you have an off week or you have uh, a while where you're not playing, it still keeps people messaging each other and like talking about it, which I think is really nice. Wait, we got a Facebook group? <laughs> Don't tell him. Nobody <laughs> sent him the link. <laughs> You're not you allowed to join me. <laughs> You're, you still haven't decided if you want to let me in, you know? We're trying to keep it PC and you're not allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Facebook group, I think, honestly, is probably, if I pulled up the settings on my phone, it would show me that's probably where I spend the majority of my battery life inside Facebook <laughs> Messenger. <laughs> the great thing is, I kind of actually want to try this out, but to my knowledge, like those chats just go back indefinitely. So like we <laughs> literally probably have yeah. three years worth of conversation in that. Um, yep. And so that's just, that's so cool because it's able to just be something where, like Dylan said, if you're browsing Reddit and you see a meme that is perfectly reminding you of a, of a specific moment or how a, another person in the group plays their character or anything like that, it's a cool way to just kind of stay in touch with everybody. And yeah, but I know a lot of it too, though. The utility of it is great, though, because it's just you're able to obviously tagged individual people in it, sharing all sorts of different media and stuff, uh, different like Reddit posts. Cameron went dark. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what just happened. You're still on. I mean, we still hear Yeah, here. right. So my power didn't go out. It's just like the light above the table did. <laughs> Burnt out. Dude, that's weird. Okay, hold on. Cameron's playing in the dark. <laughs> Ugh, it's a little spooky. Good thing this isn't like a Halloween episode or something. <laughs> We've lived in this house for like six years now, and I've never once changed that light bulb on that lamp up on the ceiling <laughs> lamp. That's that just weird be. that I just happened to capture that exact moment that it failed. But so back to what I was saying, the utility of the Facebook chat is really great. These days, just about everybody has Facebook. So it's not like it's a, some sort of like a random third party type of software or program that you have to try and get everybody on board with downloading and using or whatever. But we send photos all the time, uh, different articles and stuff. But yeah, it's really kind of cool. And you can do the same thing with like Discord or, you know, we'll even share, you know, Instagram stuff or whatever. Like just having 
any kind of a social media platform where you and your group are keeping in contact when you're not playing, like just to talk about regular day to day stuff Life. or to talk about D and D stuff, like you know whatever. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that really helps out a lot to keep people engaged and like we don't just get together you know once a week to play like we talk pretty much every single day which i think is really cool yeah and something cool about the facebook group i know is that you can search for keywords or messages mm-hmm. so Absolutely. when you have three years of notes there you can look up any instance in which you know blah 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 happens or we mentioned this character you know any type of instance like that um whereas i know my generation my uh group back in columbus used snapchat as their main form of communication you darn darn gen so you save it it's gonna be just like it's gone and you can't search on that and i mean it does allow like pictures and like in the moment stuff to happen a lot easier than like if i took a picture of myself like eating a burrito and sent it to you guys in the D &D group chat like you okay honestly that that's probably normal for me That's that's probably normal for me. But if Cameron did that, then we would be very confused because it's just not Snapchat. You know, it's not like an instant. Uh, you can't like just take a picture of you or of you doing something or of something going around in the world that reminds you of maybe like a D and D session or a character and send it over as easily as you can in uh, Snapchat and that kind of thing. So there's lots of different. There's more commitment involved, and that's coincidentally. <laughs> Christian's biggest fear these days, you know? So. <laughs> Don't get tied down. Burn. Jeez. No, but it is it, it is cool because like Christian said, the, the search function is is huge. We use that all the time. Um, so we actually, um, something that we do for our group is we have a, we made a shareable, we made a Google Sheets document that we've just made um, a calendar for every single week with the, the dates in it from Monday through Sunday. And then we post it usually the Saturday of the week before, and then we can kind of see who is available on what days of the week with a yes or a no, see who, what day has the majority. But it's so great then because like Dylan and Christian both said, we, we probably each send between 50 and 100 messages every day in that, that chat, it seems like. So things quickly get buried. So a lot of times you have to just search calendar to find the link to the Google Doc to then be able to <laughs> fill it out each time. But Well, I know one instance, one instance I remember was when uh, Dylan texted at you know 3 a.m. because he, of course, has insomnia and likes to do art projects always, randomly. Always. Um, He's a vampire with gin coursing through I- his blood. <laughs> I work constantly. Gin and Red Bull are my, my blood. <laughs> but you, you texted the group and you just said like, hey, is anybody up? Um, because I'm still like, I'm working here and I just, uh, you know, is anybody still awake? Like, I'm look at me, I'm doing stuff, you know, for D&D, like making <laughs> like this building. And then, of course, everyone starts chiming in that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm still awake and, uh, <laughs> you know, look at this meme or Look at this, and then we got into like a deep, like like philosophical <laughs> comments about life and death and all of this different stuff, and it went all it went from every spectrum you can think of in like yeah, two hours of texting on this politics, Facebook chat. religion. Oh yeah, everything game, out of game, sure. <laughs> and then I, I think the funniest part was in the morning we asked the guys who weren't up for this conversation it what their phone did. 
and they said that the, when they opened their like notifications, it just didn't even have a number. Like it registered like <laughs> too many messages yeah, to even show a number. Does not compute. <laughs> That's kind of the joke lately too. Is that people are always just like, um, I need a TLDR on this because I don't have time to go back through yep. 176 <laughs> messages to see what everybody's talking about. It's so true. And I get that even like, you know, when I work on like Kickstarter stuff or whatever, like I'll get on a roll with somebody where, you know, some of us creative types, it'll be two in the morning and we get hit upside the head with like this crazy cool idea for like a campaign or a character or whatever. And we just like spew it out. And then the next person's like, oh, that's cool. Like, let me build on that. And then like 50 messages later at like six in the morning, we're like, okay, time to go to bed. And the next person wakes up and they look at their phone at like 10 a.m. and they're like, Okay, yeah, I'm not reading all this. Like, you got You guys got to summarize this for me. <laughs> and after six hours, that's how you create glub glub. That no, that was that was not that was a one time deal. It was not a six hour decision. Darn. But what I was gonna say with the searchable thing is something else that we've done that I have found really helpful as a DM is recaps. Yes. Um, so something that I have found helps keep keep one people involved and then two me like remembering what the heck happened is after each session writing a recap that says like here's what happened in the session and like here's all the big events and stuff and then we actually at one point shared it into like a website so that you could search through like dates and that and um you could use a search function just like we did in our our group chat to find like a name so if you're like well was glub glub like i don't know this person like you or when when do we see that you could just type it in and find oh here it is and for me as a DM, it's super helpful because I've made hundreds of people and places and monsters and all these different encounters have happened over the course of three years and, you know, two, three, whatever campaigns. And sometimes I forget stuff. So it's nice Wait, for me what? to be like, okay, I have you my recap. All of the, your creations still? <laughs> I forget a few of them, all right? And like the one NPC that you guys meet and I'm like, I don't remember this dude, but of course that's the guy that the party's like, Oh, remember? And they'll be like this guy. Yeah. What was his name? And I'm like, uh, let me look that up real quick. Cause I don't know. Or I'll just make it up. But for me, it's really helpful. Cause I can look back and like, before I do a session, if it's been a few weeks or whatever, I can look back on the last one and be like, okay, here are the major things that happened. Because a lot of times when I prep as a DM, I prep thinking, okay, this is what the party's going to do. And then, well, maybe they'll do this and maybe they'll do this. And by the end of like prepping the encounter, sometimes my memory mixes up what I thought was going to happen and what actually happens. So having a recap is really helpful. Well, and something that helped a lot was when I was away in Columbus and I was missing some sessions here and there because I just couldn't get the technology to work or I had, you know, a test or an ice cream social as everyone likes to make fun of me for <laughs> they always say well, i literally missed one session number for an two ice <laughs> one one ice cream social and after that any time that i was going to be like i said hey guys i can't make it to this session tonight or you know this week they always said like oh you're an ice cream social simple because <laughs> that one time <laughs> but um don't anyways lie. that's, that's the, point. the reason you're gone most of the time exactly i just love ice cream so much <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to look at the recaps after the date, read through it all. And then when I did jump back into a session, I pretty much had a pretty good idea of what would happen. Like I was maybe clarify some details and maybe ask the party a few different questions, but it's a lot easier to do that than to come back and then say, Oh yeah. Hey guys, I missed like three sessions. Can you fill me in quick? 
on like <laughs> nine hours of content. And this is true for like any type of tabletop role playing game. If you're not oh, playing D and D, just keep like some type of recap of your like adventure or the game in general, so that if if it's a long game like how D and D normally is, you can have people jump in and out because life happens and recaps online can keep people in the game even if they're not at the table yeah especially if they're going to be away for a while the nice thing too with recaps is that you could do them as little or as much as you want so we've had some that um some of the recaps that i would post would be Maybe if you were to print it out, maybe four or five pages worth of content and sometimes even like turn by turn um, recaps of some of the combat and stuff. And that's that's cool. I mean, some people might enjoy reading that, but others might just want something really broad and a really kind of 10,000 foot overview of it. And it could be something as simple mm -hmm. as we arrived at this town, we met this person, we went to this location and we found out this piece of lore and then boom, boom, boom. Now, whoever missed that session can quickly um, see the high points of what they need to know to be able to kind of jump right back in. Well, something I didn't think about was if you look at recaps, sometimes you can kind of pick out strategies and kind of learn from your past mistakes more than you could if you just thought back, you know, cause you pick up extra detail. So if I just think back, sure. Oh, we we defeated this boss. We did this. We did that. But you don't really like remember the specifics of how it happened. And the you know sometimes if we do have the turn by turn basis, you can like, read through that and maybe strategize a little bit better. So I guess I would I would like to ask you guys, how do you think we've utilized not just like recaps for strategizing, but in generals, what other resources do we use out of game? to be able to strategize to be text out of game separately to, like just kind of throwing that out there so one thing that i've noticed and honestly like i think cameron you've done this more than i have just because you've been in more boss fights than i have but like prior to boss fights i feel like out of game there's a lot of chatter back and forth of like hey, like, how are we going to do this? Like, what, what are we thinking? Like, what abilities do you have again? What can we do? Especially when the party's, like, you know, in a in a dire situation. Like, most of the time, a lot of, you know, RPGs are very improv. And so you just got to kind of, like, roll with the punches, right? But there are some times when you know that you're prepping for something. Like, you know that there's some curse or that there's some big bad evil guy you got to fight. And you know what's coming next session. And I feel like a lot of people will be like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, let's get a game plan ahead of time so that when we sit down at the table, we know what we're doing and we're not going to sit there for an hour and a half, like hashing it out kind of a thing. Yeah, That's a good point. I know when we are kind of our most recent boss fight, when we showed up for it and it kind of started the first time we played or whatever, we got through in... Basically, I think we we might have played a little bit longer that time, but we essentially played for four hours of D and D, and we got through no exaggeration three rounds of combat through that because <laughs> there were just there the 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 seven party members or whatever the animals and and different things we were summoning to help us out the all the, um, all the enemies exactly <laughs> so that that could be like vital in those cases like the that was an unusual every thing turn matters yeah the the pacing was was done in such a way that it didn't seem like it was like screeching to a halt or anything, but having, yeah, being able to strategize ahead of time would definitely be like a, a clutch thing in those instances. We've never done this to my knowledge, but I've heard of 
groups that they have. So like we've said, the Facebook group or the Facebook messenger where everybody talks in it. I've heard of some groups where they have a second one where it's all the players minus the DM so that the players themselves can strategize on stuff and not have to feel like they're maybe showing cards to the the DM (laughs) that could be used against them and stuff. So I thought I thought that was kind of a cool idea too. But yeah, yeah. it's a cool idea. I I would worry that like people would just be looking at their phones too much then during session. Yeah, and I I agree with that. But where where I had heard about it was like in so say we we normally play on Thursdays, and so from the time we play until we play again, that whole week in between, all the players are messaging stuff that the DM about. So it's like a like a private chat so the dm is i thought you meant like in session everyone just like is texting at the table and and dylan's in the corner just yeah yeah dylan's just sitting in the corner like looking at everyone like what's everyone like and everyone's down at their phone just typing <laughs> away and like laughing and stuff and, yeah, we're funny. just talking like crap about you they're all watching the lakers <laughs> together and- <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> that's funny no that, that's a really good point cameron the other cool thing i think this might be backpedaling just a tiny bit, but back to the the benefit, the an additional benefit of recaps. We've had, I think, two instances, maybe three technically instances, where we've brought in new players to our group, and yep. so the the majority of us have been playing for three and a half solid years now. But the times that we've added new players partway through, we're we're currently at level ten, and back at level seven, we had a new guy join, and so he was completely new to like. The, he's been playing D and D for years and years and years and years, but not in our world, not in our campaign or our lore or anything. So him being able to then just kind of because we so we have a Facebook group as well that we post stuff in and we keep the recaps at as well. So the fact that he could just kind of leisurely pull those up and read through them or whatever, and almost like a novelization of what our party had been up to before he crossed paths with us, I thought was kind of cool too. And having that as like a function so that you don't have to show up on your first time and then sit there for an hour and a half while everybody tries to just info dump everything on you well and it makes it less like intimidating if you kind of know your setting a little bit because it'd be kind of like i don't even know how to describe it because this is like an ongoing story that we all tell together and it's almost like throwing an actor onto a stage and being like okay you know what your part is but you don't know what the play is and you're like ah uh, you know, you know, I'm Sweeney Todd, and you just drop me into like Les Mis. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do here, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Hamilton is your character, and you got dropped into Little Orphan Annie musical, and you're like, I'm not sure what. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that can happen. Why is nobody else rapping right now? <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's what I mean, though. It's like if you, you know, you build a character, you've like figured out, okay, this is who I'm gonna be. And then you get dumped into a world that is not anything like you expected or you have no idea how it works. And I feel like that can be a really big struggle. So I think that having recaps or having like something that someone can go to and look at and be like, oh, this is like, you know, if you're playing Call of Cthulhu or whatever the heck you're playing, like they get the world a little bit, even if it's the too long didn't read version where you just recap like, here's the big stuff. And here's, you know, you can have a whole detailed thing or you can have just spark notes version. Yeah. I think that's really helpful for new people. That's good. Um, I would also, to kind of answer Christian's initial question then, about what other kind of mediums we've used to keep the game going or whatever, something that I think kind of goes hand in hand with this is kind of one-on-one 
D&D, so to speak. So there's been several instances. I know we've we've touched on one or two of the scenarios already in previous episodes, but instances like in Christian's case of going away to school and being super busy with school and, and that kind of stuff that you have to do. And D&D obviously has to take like a, <laughs> D&D obviously has to take like a backseat for the time being. And so missing sessions or whatever, but there was, uh, we do a lot of stuff and I, Dylan's the same way too. That's kind of where I, I think I learned it from, but just doing a lot of stuff online one-on-one. So instances of like somebody's wife is sick, so they can't come last minute or somebody at work calls off. So they get stuck working later and have to miss D and D. So Dylan has always done a really good job of, Hey, I, that sucks. You can't come, but I totally get it. And then usually sometime between the session you missed and the next session, Dylan, um, a lot of times I'd send something just on a one-on-one message on Facebook chat, either giving some sort of like kind of role play type of thing to go through. And it could have been like, Hey, your character wasn't, you weren't there. So your character obviously wasn't there for that, that part of the, that chapter of the adventure. So let's role play what your character was doing. And then having a little kind of back and forth dialogue going to, to give you just some way to be involved still. But a lot of times that's also a good way to kind of introduce something else to the party. So it can get so monotonous if it's always the DM just reading out three paragraphs of dialogue to the party members every single time. And it's kind of cool when, if the DM can impart some sort of lore or information to one player. And then when that player returns next time and they're, their, their character is now back in the, the group, they can explain, hey, I was gone because I went to do this. Here's something really vital that I learned. And now they're sharing yeah. that information to the party and kind of keeping it going that way. But And another thing kind of hand in hand with that too, Dylan's also done some really cool ideas. Uh, so we do milestone leveling rather than uh, having to have every single encounter or whatever, having X amount of experience points and then leveling up that way. We do milestone there's been some instances where somebody's missed maybe an extended period of time and Dylan almost kind of comes up with like an optional, like extra credit type of thing where it's like, Hey, uh, if you do this, if you, if you give me this recap from your character's point of view, or if you tell me some information about your character's backstory for this region or this faction or that person, this will be some, uh, a way to get some either, experience or to get some information that you otherwise maybe wouldn't have or to get some sort of an item and things like that. So that's another way to kind of keep engaged where even though as fun as it is to be sitting at the table playing D&D for for four hours at a time and having like some of the the just great times with your some of your best friends i've also had i've experienced some really cool moments in D where it was away from the table just me and someone else going through a facebook chat and the cool thing too is that you i think you'll quickly see players that don't normally role play at the table have a much easier time doing that through the computer screen yeah. it's kind of a cool way to just kind of they do that and they maybe get a little more warmed up to it and then they're it eventually from what i've seen a couple instances of players that then start role playing a little more in person mm-hmm. than too well the thing is you know they have something fun and cool to share now that nobody else has most of the time mm-hmm. and so you know they're like hey like i have a cool story to tell i have cool information to share instead of feeling shy like well is what i have to say really important like that can be a really cool way to help you know get some players involved and the funny thing is the reason that it started that we started doing those was because when we were doing like XP leveling, it was, well, if this guy isn't here, 
like how come he gets to level up with the rest of the group or like he should have to like calculate it out and figure it out and all this stuff. And to alleviate that, the idea was, okay, well, we'll just do like a little side thing. Like it doesn't have to be a full on session. I'm not going to have you be like, well, you have to play for four hours online. No, you know, it's, <laughs> Hey, you know, here's like a quick thing. I'm just asking you like, what was your character doing? And let's like, just go back and forth and have a little like fun online role play thing. And then that'll count. That'll count for you kind of thing. And then that sort of extended into the milestone thing. And it's actually worked even better for that. And Cameron, you did a really cool thing when we had two different players that were away for a really long time. And I, I think we've touched on it before yeah. in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But if you know, if you haven't listened to that in the past, essentially having two characters that were role-playing and they didn't even realize that they were role-playing on opposite sides, essentially, of a conflict... And that the person that they were like in conflict was was another you know potential party member, which was really really cool. I thought I thought that was a yeah. really awesome way of really creative um, way. Oh yeah, of doing that. So you know, and, and it's something that you can do side sessions. I do sometimes like bonus content where I'll just mm-hmm. send out like a prompt and be like, I want to know more about your character. I want your character more involved in the world. Like, give me yeah. the name of a person that you're involved with in this city and tell Everyone. me like why you know, give me information. And if you do that, like in game, I'll give you like 50 gold pieces or something. And it's a cool way to like keep people engaged outside of the game. And then also like help to build the world a little bit and get them more engaged um, with your setting, which is super important. But well, something to keep in mind too, is I know we talked about how doing it one-on-one with somebody can help them open up more, especially even if you can't do it like online if you do want to do it in person i feel like if you do a side little quest or a little like a prequel kind of thing where you say oh well you know what we're gonna do here is your you know your life-changing moment that happened before you met the party like let's role play through it so you can see how your character you know, is you know by themselves you can determine how they fit into the party in the future or just like those little like side sessions that could be Again, in person or online, um, just to kind of, I guess, help people open up more and um, be comfortable dis- making decisions about who they they want their character to be in in a you know tabletop role playing game, especially one that's in- incredibly in depth with a story or that's more important with role playing. Uh, of course, a lot of like tabletop role playing games, you don't have to have that big of a story or a backstory or you know all this lore but of course you you can make it as much or as little as you want so even if your style of medium that you play for a tabletop role-playing game doesn't have a lot of lore in it you could always beef it up and make it more in depth with that and then um these tips and tricks that we're talking about here or things that we've learned could definitely help out Definitely had some really cool instances of, like, we had uh, one of our players, we had, in the game, he had, actually, it was kind of cool, because it was just as a a result of a random encounter, but uh, found another elf that ended up being a member of a faction um, called the Harpers, that were basically like a, kind of like a knightly order, more or less, but were rangers and druids that protected the boundary between nature and civilization. And so after having this NPC travel with the players for a while, and then specifically putting 
the 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 player in situations where the NPC was deferring to him and kind of like showing that he really respected this player and everything. We then had an instance where the the NPC offered to let that character's uh, that character join their faction then, and then it ended up he turned the offer down, and I was kind of surprised by that. But I kind of wanted to just kind of keep keep like that carrot dangling on the stick in front of him. And one time when he was unable to come to D and D, then his character had to just be kind of written out. So I said that he just kind of went running off into the city, and then him and I had we spent probably a good two hours or so just messaging back and forth on Facebook chat, playing out this really kind of long, intricate scene of no combat. It was literally just him finding this this kind of an enclave of the Harpers and them having to decide to realize that their numbers are declining too quickly and they need more like fresh blood in their group. And so they offered to let him join again. And um, then we, we just, we had a really cool kind of role play moment as he kind of role played out his character's hesitation to not know what he was signing up for and them telling him like the tenets of their beliefs and stuff. And, yeah, so it was really kind of cool, but the he ended up joining, and then it was a, a whole thing or whatever, and when he showed up next time, I had, so they, in the role play, they gave him a couple of items, so when he showed up at the next session, I gave him p- printed out, like, stats of a couple of items, then Dylan had 3D printed a really cool um, coin for their faction with, like, their sigil on it that I, I handed to him, and that was really kind of cool, too, but the one of the coolest things out of that whole scenario, though, was that... So whereas the player that missed ended up having the opportunity to read the recap from the last one to know like what the other rest of the party was doing, he then had the opportunity then to explain to the party like where he had been. And then in his own words, then he kind of summarized what the situation was and him joining the faction. And then so that was kind of cool too, just seeing him be in a position where he's now taking two hours worth of messaging role playing with me, then having to kind of summarize it up in a one to two minute type of thing. And that kind of was really cool too yeah i think some of the like we've had some really cool um one-on-one or you know a couple people sessions just online like i know some people play role-playing games completely online and it can be pretty cool like some of it removes that like shyness if that makes sense and i think that it's really helpful for you know again if you're trying to recap stuff or even like you know, we talked about writing recaps. You can even just do if somebody misses, like shooting them a quick text as like a party member or a DM, being like, "Yo, this is what happened," and that can help you know keep them involved. Or I've even sent out like hype messages. Like I'll send out a cool like you know art picture, and then I'll send out like a really intense looking message about like you know this week the adventurers faced off against blah 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 blah. <laughs> And, you know, or I'll send like a, like a song or something that's like, here's the, you know, here's the bad guys like theme song and like get people like, oh, you know, get them pumped up for that week's session. Because, you know, I think a lot of times people can like lose momentum a little bit in between, um, especially if you're not playing like consistently. I would never lose momentum. (laughs) Never. But if you're not playing like consistently, I think that you can lose a little bit of that momentum and like keeping it going with like reminding people about your your world or sending them for a while i was sending like little images and then along with it would be like a little piece of lore and it would just be just a little something and be like yeah maybe this is important to like the actual campaign or maybe it's just a cool piece of lore and i think again like the skyrim like loading screens you were just kind of keeping us 
the off weeks, you just be like, oh, and here's this magical sword that, you know, is from this area and it can do this magical ability or this is, you know, all these maybe different random tidbits. <laughs> yeah, maybe keep an eye out. In a similar vein to that too, I've, I think I've only implemented it maybe once or twice, but a, an idea that I had come across online that I really liked was actually having like a cutscene that the players would would kind of have presented to them leading up to the session. So like, for instance, there was in the campaign that I ran while the party was basically on foot, having to try and hurry from one side of the, the, the continent to the other to try and follow a lead for the relics they were looking for. It was a situation where there was no possible way that their characters could have known this. So it, it was kind of it was kind of pushing them towards metagaming, but I, it was done in a way that would only raise the threat level. So it, before the session, I sent out this several paragraph. It, it was basically, it looked like a recap, but it was something that was happening off scene that the the play the characters couldn't have known, but the players were being told. And it was, it was the big bad evil guy on his flying citadel. And it was him like in his throne room. And all of a sudden a messenger comes running in and bows before him and says, my Lord, we found where it is. And, explains how he hands them some scroll or whatever and the big bad evil guy unrolls the scroll and reads through it and uh mentions how like a like a a smile crosses his face and he says we have to hurry to such and such and so then now the the players know that the big bad evil guy also knows where that same lead is taking him to and now it's kind of like a race against time as he's like hot on their heels so something where that in my opinion, if you did that all the time, it would be way overdone and you would lose yeah. that like that like right. power that it would have with it or whatever, um, the importance or whatever to, to dial up the threat level. But doing something like that sporadically here and there, I think is a good way to kind of, because it's the, it just, it's one more layer to showing that, hey, you guys decided to go to this town instead of this town. And now as a result of that, everything else in the world is also evolving and ever changing. And here's the cause and effect of your choice. And now this guy's getting a little bit closer to that relic and he might get there first. So yeah, that's a really good point. Cause I like to think of it as like, if you're reading a book, sometimes they give a straight, you know, it's from this person's perspective and you're getting any cut scenes, you're not getting any other information, and you're in the dark for the entire time. And there's other books, whereas immediately I think of my um, my teen years and I was reading Percy Jackson, where they would purposely put cut scenes into every dream the main characters would have, where, where they would see what was going on in the rest of the world and get literally like you were talking about the you know big bad evil guy. Uh, learning new information and changing his plans. And then they would kind of have some type of information that they already had a feeling for, but it wouldn't change their actions very much or just give the audience as a reader kind of a view into what was going on in the entire world. So it made it, the threat level would increase and the DEF CON would, you know, raise or lower or whatever. You know, I, I don't know if it raises or lowers, to be honest. Is it right? I think it lowers, right? It lowers, definitely. I think it one. Uh, I'm thinking of Watchmen. It goes up in Watchmen. <laughs> well, either way, the point Maybe is. Maybe goes down. I don't know. <laughs> the point is that it, it's a it's a way to let the players feel as though they are looking at the world kind of in a new perspective, like Cameron said, where they they get their own sense of morality and choices and how they interact with the world. 
but also I think it, it it lets them view the villain in a new light or just in general the situation in a new light because you you know them personally I think better than if they're completely mysterious sometimes that's amazing I, I think that's great for an evil guy or you know whatever type of uh, I guess a uh, challenge you're trying to face if you just have it be completely mysterious sometimes it's great but sometimes having little tidbits of information like a little cutscene of you know a dark room and all these little signs that in the end make sense can really add to uh, the slow like the slow build and grind of the campaign and it allows the the DM or you know game master or whoever is running this uh, our you know tabletop role playing game to interact with the players and give them tidbits of not only the villain but the entire world in a completely new way. Well, and the funny thing too, when you're both talking about you know how there's these cutscenes and you know it helps the players figure out what's going on or like it's in different books and that. I immediately thought of Ari Salvador's books, which yes. I've read multiple, multiple, multiple times. But like I remember in the Cleric Quintet when, and even in you know basically all of his books, he cuts back and forth from the bad guy's perspective to the good guy's perspective to the common person perspective, whatever. And I love it because it helps to build the world and you understand like, oh, this is why the bad guy is doing X or this is why they didn't do X or whatever. And that can be really hard to implement in a D&D game because it's normally told like, this is your perspective. We're playing this as a role-playing game. You only see what you see kind of a deal. Um, but I think every now and then, like, sending them a cutscene, which maybe is just, like, a vision from their deity or whatever that helps you to build your world a little bit can be super helpful. And also, like, add a lot of weight and character to a villain because there's nothing worse than just, like, a generic villain that's like, okay, we go kill the bad guy. It's another bad guy. He's doing bad stuff, whatever. Like if they have a like understanding of them and they like start to get why they're doing it or that they're doing it for some weird reason or whatever, like that helps out a lot. I if think. you could give a cutscene to like the carnage that they left in their wake or just things that like you normally couldn't maybe give just by description, like uh, a villager telling the party that this or this happened, it, it gets the message across. But if you literally have them either dream or you just give them a cutscene out of nowhere of a vision of what actually happened and can give them detail by detail. I feel like they just have, they just have so much more information and it's so much, much more impactful for them to remember what the villain actually did and what they're attempting to, you know, solve or uh, I guess get justice for. Yeah, realize in a better way who or what they're going up against. Right. And we've had plenty of like mysterious villains in that, but I think that the cool thing is like having a mysterious villain that you slowly reveal. And I think that's mm -hmm. a cool way of doing it, like to have these little cutscenes and you can explain them like, you know, what, whatever game you're playing, there, you can find a way to explain why the players are getting these and not just have it be like, well, because I thought it was cool. Like you, you yeah. can find a way to do it. It's not that difficult. <laughs> sure. Um, another way that you could do it that 
would be and maybe an interesting thing. It doesn't even have to also be like the big bad evil guy. Like you could even have we in my campaign we had a, a handful of NPCs that the the players kind of built relationships with and then would cross paths with periodically. So I mean something just as meaningful could be a a cutscene that maybe shows an NPC they care about being in some sort of a dangerous situation or finding some sort of important information on about the the current scenario that the party really needs and just a way to kind of show the party that like there's all these other moving pieces out there and this almost like this gigantic game of chess and so if we take too long doing something we might miss out on something else or whatever but something cool could even be if you went with something a little more abstract even that you could maybe even do like a cut scene every now and then that's maybe just ex- uh describing a, a location with something that's unusual and then every time you do it you're kind of taking like one step back to explain more of the surrounding area or what it might be and slowly the the party is getting this picture painted in their mind of something that either a location or an item that's like vital to the cause but not really knowing where or what it is or how to get to it and then maybe then tying in something in a loc another location they go to 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 tie it all together or whatever yeah, you can do it with just about anything. If it's an item or a location, a person, a setting, like, you know, and I think that that's something that can be super beneficial for DMs, you know, keeping interest when people aren't playing to just drop some of those little hints or, you know, dropping them in your game too. Like either way, you can do some really cool stuff with some cutscenes. Something I wonder is how often do characters or players, I guess, look back at their character and reflect and have like the reflection of how far they've come and what has changed from the beginning. Something they can easily do is talk with their game master or DM or whatever you want to call them and kind of like talk through that. And however, kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be a legit session just to be you guys talking, but I think it's really cool to get into character easier and also learn more about your character by looking back at how far of a transition or journey you've come from. I know Dylan does that all the time with me where I'll talk about how I, you know, my character has been going for almost what, 10 years or something ridiculous now. And to just look back at specific instances and talk about them and rehash, you know, old games and sessions, just talking about the recaps of sort, but to really talk about your character and backstory and how that kind of progressed I think could be something really beneficial to people if they want just some like a fun exercise to do or a fun, you know, challenge to do is kind of look back at their beginning character and how far they've come in specific instances. Actually reminds me of something that I don't remember who was telling me about it, but it was a friend of mine who I was talking to them about like all the stuff that the party had been through. And it was right near the end of a campaign. And I said, you know, they're just about to go fight the the big bad evil guy here. And I kind of want them to like reflect on like the relationships that they have and what they're actually doing and why this is important kind of a thing. And this didn't happen outside of games so much. Um, A little bit of it did, but they kind of, they said, well, what I did was have a fireside chat. Like when the Hmm. group showed up, like right before the session and I was like, okay, like you've all sat down, you've lit like a campfire. You're just about to go into this like horrible place or whatever and um, you just you <laughs> sit down yeah talk about your feelings you sit down and you just start talking about the adventure that you've had together and like 
the cool thing was they had this really awesome role play and it was like before the session quote unquote and they like you know i don't know i just thought that was super cool where they like reflected on everything that they had done everything that they had been through and what they were about to do and it just gave it that much more like weight so i don't know i i think that that can be something really cool is be like hey like Let's just talk about the adventure so far. And that can be nice too as a like GM to see, I do this all the time, to check what my players know. Like I'll run a session and I'll be like, hey, like, okay, what do you remember from that? What are the big names that you remember? What do you think that you're doing? And sometimes I'll be like, dude, I got to like really push hard on such and such as name because mm-hmm. they don't even know that they're supposed to be fighting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that can be a cool thing too to keep interest outside of, you know, sessions is to, take a pulse like take your party's pulse that's a good way too like you said i mean if say for instance we as players and most likely as characters too know we're going into probably what could very easily be a total party kill like and like eminent death is on the line like that would just kind of be kind of like a somber moment if everyone is literally in in the game sitting around a campfire we're we're gonna rest one more time so we're ready to go and spell slots are replenished we have health and everything and like just kind of sitting around knowing that like we may not make it out of this and here's how we want to remember each other as we go into it yeah that's that's kind of a cool idea and you can even do it online like over your facebook messenger snapchat whatever you want to do it you don't have to be in game right before the session you can always just say like hey give me a um give me your top you know five uh favorite memories of the last session or let's talk about what we're going into here like tell me uh something that you thought was you you uh admire about each character in the group that they did last session or you know just trying to get the party to connect and kind of talk about instances i think it's a great way to uh not only get people involved and keep the you know time rolling on the on the clock in between sessions but also just to have your group reflect and grow together (laughs) no i think it's great i think i would think it sounds like most of what we all are agreeing on is that some of the moments that are just as vital to the story to the character development to the uh, moral of the story can take place away from the table just as much as at the table itself so um exactly. yeah there's there's definitely some really good ways that you can and it especially in in today's crazy world where maybe people aren't able to play as often as they once were like there's definitely some ways you can do things away from the table to still keep your story progressing to still keep your players engaged to still keep the the momentum going and so i would definitely encourage everybody to to maybe reevaluate that type of thing so but yeah but i think we're uh we're running out of time so maybe we'll leave it at that this could be something that maybe we have some other things to add at a later point in time. I know I would be super interested to hear some of your guys' ideas. So uh, be sure to drop us a comment or give us a like, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And yeah, we would very much like to hear what your guys' thoughts on all of this are too. So why don't we go into our sign-offs now? What do you guys got tonight? Dylan, you got this. All right, I'll go first. I'll just say stay cool, all you Khajiits and Tabaxi out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, uh, Christian's my name, and ice cream socials are my shame.
Nice. That's that might be your best. That's your best. <laughs> yeah, hands that down. Really high. Yeah. All right, and I think tonight, I think I'm actually going to forego our usual sign-off type of format to instead, I want to give a special shout-out to our two super fans, uh, Mama and Papa Olney. want to thank them for all of the continued love and support. They are definitely our number one fans listening to each and every episode. So special shout-out to them tonight. But yeah, so like we kind of all said, big things can happen away from the game away from the table as just as being at the table too. So I want to thank you guys all for joining us. Be sure to find us on Facebook. Give us a like, follow us on Twitter. We have new stuff dropping all the time. We've got all sorts of stuff in the, the back channels of things that we're working on. We are going to be having a, a discord for the community to join in. And so be looking for the link for that just to give everyone a, a place to kind of hang out and share your thoughts with us. Uh, give us ideas for things you want to hear about. We have some live streams that we have planned coming up, and that's where you can find us. So from all of us here at Table Talk, we'll catch you next time. Why is nobody else rapping right now? <laughs> <laughs>